You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, genuinely jubilant jazzy gents and jamming gems jonesing for genius jewels. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 45, and I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your squad of squibbing, squabbling, squishy scribes. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. And today is episode 45, so that means today's show is an all-quiz bonanza. Yeah. Yay! Love all quiz, and we're going to start the year right with a bunch of fun quizzes that we all prepared for for each other. And we're going to start off with our usual general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. Here I have a random trivial pursuit card, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers. So here we go. Blue Wedge for Geography. Name three of the four official languages of Switzerland. All right. Colin. Uh, French. Yeah. German. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We. We. Yeah. French, German, three of the four is. I'm going to go for all four and I'm going to go French, German, English, and uh, Romani? Romanche? You got Romanche, but it's not English. Mm. Oh. So it's French, German, Italian. Ah, yeah. huh. and Romanche. Here we go. Pink Wedge for pop culture. <laughs> what is the name of wrestler and movie star Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> Dana. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Can you smell what The Rock, rock is cooking? Is cooking. <laughs> People's eyebrow. <laughs> Yellow Wedge. What city boasts the original Hard Rock Cafe? Oh, I don't even. That's uh, London. Correct. Oh, right. yeah, that's right. London. It that. opened in 1971. Mm. Huh. Purple Wedge. What Shakespearean play includes the line, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Gee. Uh, I believe it's Julius Caesar. Correct. <laughs> and green white for science. What is the world's largest ocean? Mm. Uh, the Pacific Ocean. Correct. Mm. Not a trick question. Yeah, you're looking at me like you messed this up. <laughs> and last question, Orange Wedge. About how many stitches did Hall of Fame hockey player Eddie Shore get during his career oh, multiple God. choice oh, oh okay 400 600 or 900 oh my wow. god 900 yeah Hooray! always, always <laughs> go with the highest number on that one yeah 900 stitches? 900 stitches oh yeah good job everybody good job brains so it's our all quiz bonanza. Who wants to go first? I've got a quiz we can start with because right. my quiz, my, my quiz is New Year's, not really New Year's themed, uh, but it's <laughs> but it is themed around renewal and rebirth, and it is called New Beginnings. Ah.
So what I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to give you some questions, and these are all themed around companies that started out making one certain product before landing on an entirely different product, uh, you know, it. switching their entire MO with changing times or just for the heck of it. Basically, it's a lot of companies that are very popular today, but you may not know about their origin stories. So, for example, if I were to go back to an old chestnut and say a video game company that started making playing cards in the 1800s, you would say... Nintendo! Sure! Here we go. This camera and filmmaker has announced its intentions to get out of the analog photography business in the first half of 2013. Colin? Uh, Is that Polaroid? It is not Polaroid. Polaroid's already out of that business. Dana? Is it Kodak? It is Kodak. Kodak is going to sell its... um, It still has the analog film business, but it is going to sell it this year. Oh, spin it off. And we'll be be completely out of it. Polaroid, actually, um, they got out of the traditional Polaroid instant film business, but another company brought it back. This popular brand started as a San Francisco record store that also sold Levi's on the side. Uh, Since like Colin again. I believe that was The Gap. That was The Gap. It was a record store in San Francisco, sold clothing. This video game maker can trace its origins to a Hawaii company that imported slot machines and jukeboxes onto military bases. Its name was Service Games. I don't know. Sound don't let's know. let's let Karen take a stab Karen. at this one. Is it Namco? It's not Namco. Dana. Sega? It is Sega. Oh, service mm. Sega is a contraction of service <laughs> yeah. games. Yep. It was a Hawaii-based company that eventually moved uh, into Tokyo. Really? Interesting. Yep. This communications company started as a lumber mill in southwestern Finland. Colin. Uh, <laughs> that be Nokia? It is, yes. <laughs> Began as a lumber mill. This one-time maker of baking powder found its true calling when it began giving away with every can a free package of chewing gum. Sounds... Oh, hey, whoa! Oh, the double uh, is it Wrigley? It is Wrigley. Oh. Wow! Yep, huh. made baking powder, made soap, and started giving away free gum with the baking powder. It became very popular. Huh. Uh, similarly, a door-to-door book salesman came up with the idea of giving away small bottles of perfume to lure in female customers, and thus began perfume. <laughs> Colin again. Avon? It's Avon, the door-to-door perfume company. Yep. Perfume and the chewing gum became more popular than the actual products. (laughs) Than books and baking soda. People like free things. Hmm. (laughs) And finally, this passenger airline began as the sworn enemy of the bull weevil, dusting crops at the end of the Mississippi River. Ah. Right. Oh, so pesticide southern, air. Southern, <laughs> southern base. The southernmost oh. part. Oh, Delta. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah, the Mississippi it is Delta. Delta Airlines, oh. which I was talking around. Its first uh, paid passengers sat in a chair in the pesticide bin. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> empty, empty of pesticide. But yes. Well. All right, who's next? All right. So my quiz is called Heavy Metal Band or Disease. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the name of a heavy metal 
band or a disease and you let me know which one you think it is. is. Hold up one finger if you think it's a heavy metal band or two fingers if you think it's a disease. Right. Okay. One. Can we do the horns? Oh, oh, very nice. Okay. Heavy metal very band. Nice. We'll do the, yeah, let's do the horns. So that's two fingers. Right. It's heavy metal. Right. One then, finger if it's a disease. one finger for disease. All right. That's okay. better. Like you're probing like something. Like you're, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. First, Dawkin. All right, so Colin says band, Karen says disease, Chris says band, it's a band. Yes. Oh. band. As immortalized on Wayne's World, when yes. I think they said, you suck in. Dokken, you suck yeah. in. Alopecia. Everybody says disease, it's a mm. disease. Blood rock. Blood rock? Yeah. Blood rock. Oh. oh. Colin says disease, Karen says band, Chris says band. It is a band. Yeah. <laughs> right. I thought it was a trick question. It sounds like, yeah. what, like a bunch of eighth graders in their garage. It's like, what are we going to call our metal band? Blood, Blood rock. rock. Right. What about blue cheer? Colin says band. Karen says disease. Chris says band. It's a band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blue cheer? Yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds so cheery for a metal band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were a Woodstock era band. Cal Cooley. All right, Colin says disease, Karen says band, Chris says disease, it's a disease. I'm fucking... <laughs> <working. laughs> it's like 50-50. Baron Rojo. <laughs> Baron Rojo? <laughs> yeah. uh, Everybody says band, it's a band. Yeah. <laughs> Bad case of the Baron Rojos. <laughs> yeah. My Rojo is totally barren. <laughs> <laughs> what about otitis? I know, it's a trick. All right, Colin and Chris say disease. Karen says band. It's a disease. It's a disease no! of the ear. Of yeah, the ear. Right. My dog has otitis right now. Oh. oh, crocus. 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 I gotta go band. Everybody says band. It's a band. All right. What about gird? Gird. Yeah. <gasps> How is it spelled? G e r d. Are there any umlauts? No. Nope. <laughs> any go... lightning? Yeah, the D is a lightning. All right. Bolt. So Colin and Chris says say disease. <laughs> Karen says, band, it's a disease. Oh, How about Kuru? Kuru. Can we get the spelling? Spelling, please. K-U-R-U. I'm going to say disease. Everybody says disease. It's a disease. Yay, oh. disease. Hooray. <laughs> Yay, disease. Mm-hmm. Good job, you guys. All right. Very good. Oh, come Can on. Really and you didn't even throw in anthrax? <laughs> also, Black Death is a band and a disease. Oh. I would like to know how many of those diseases you could actually contract at a heavy metal show. <laughs> that would be a really interesting <laughs> Venn diagram to put up there. Yeah. Otitis for sure. Yeah. yeah. Otitis definitely, yeah. right. <laughs> All right. My turn. And my quiz is called What's in a Name? And this is partly inspired by recently at Pub Trivia, we got the question, uh, which is, what does TMZ, as you know, the the Mm. celebrity gossip Mm. news site, what does TMZ stand for? And what does it stand for? 30 Mile Zone. Yeah. And we did not put that. We put put Three Mile Zone. We we were so close. We were so close. We were thinking Three Mile Island. Uh, So my quiz is going to be about... What things stand for? You might see a lot of letters or abbreviations, names and companies, or names of mascots. So here we go. What does the Q in Q-tip stand for? I think I've read that it's quality. Yes. Quality tip. (laughs) Right. Here's another one. 
We all know Lord of the Rings author J.R.R. Tolkien. What does J.R.R. stand oh, for? Man. Uh, it's like yo, I know. Like, wow. I, I think it's just. I, I think the J is just John. Correct. It's like, it's like John. John. It's oh God. Regi- Rivendell. Reginald. <laughs> Rivendell. <laughs> uh, is John, it Ronald? Oh my Ronald, God. one oh. of them. It is. Oh, All right. That's good. that's as far as I can. John get. Ronald Rule. It's R E U E L. John oh. Ronald Rule. Huh. All right. And another author, C. S. Lewis, uh, famous for the Narnia series. What does C. S. stand for? Mm. Is this uh, Clive Staples Lewis? Correct. Wow. Clive Staples Lewis. I thought you were making that up. I see why he abbreviates his name. That's Mm. an awesome, like, blues man name. Clive Staples. Staples. Yeah. Yeah. Clive Staples and the Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Why did the FBI call Ted Kaczynski the Unabomber? What does the Una stand for? I believe it was because his earlier targets were universities and airlines. Yes, that's U-N and A, hence Unabomber. Huh. So we all are familiar with the mascot from the Michelin Tire Company, right? Yeah. Kind of looks like a snowman, mm-hmm. yeah. made a, a yeah. big fat guy made out of tires, a Michelin man. He actually has a real name. Uh-huh. Does yeah. anybody know his name? Oh, goodness. And I bet our Francophile I was just going to say, it's probably something, yeah, because they're a French company. Oh, my God. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Freddy, sure Freddy. it's a bad pun. Freddy? Freddy, Freddy. That's good. <laughs> it actually is Bibendum, or Bib, or Bibelopis. Okay. <laughs> Bibendum, which is Latin. So here, it's, it's a weird story. Ah. Um, Bibendum is actually one of the world's oldest trademarks. And originally, a French cartoonist created an image, or like a poster, for a brewery. And it features like a large fat guy holding like a huge goblet of beer with the phrase, Latin phrase, nunc est Bibendum, which means now is the time to drink. Um, okay. However, the brewery rejected this design and this idea. So the French cartoonist then showed it to the Michelin people. And the Michelin people were like, this is great. Let's make that fat guy look like he's made of tires. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And so they pretty much kept the whole concept. Just turned of, them into tires. Turned them into tires, including the phrase, now is the time to drink, which seems mm. really odd weird for French. it. They kind of spun it in a weird way. Huh. They added the tagline. The Michelin tire drinks up obstacles <laughs> as a way to wow. like, kind that of is a stretch. Straining to do some it, explaining. They replaced the beer in the goblet with like a bunch of broken road hazards and what? stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so, it kind of makes sense, but it kind of doesn't it seems make sense. It's pathetic, actually. Like, you should drink. Look at all the broken road hazards. <laughs> but regardless, a bibidum huh. from the Latin phrase has become the Michelin man's name. Huh. All right, here's a another mascot. What is the name of the Quaker Oats guy? Oh, oh Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> I have read this because they're slimming him down. They were giving him a little bit of a makeover. Um, the Quaker Oats guy. I feel terrible when Quaker I hear this. Cause I well, so a this. lot of people are like, oh, it's he's commonly mistaken for Benjamin Franklin. Right, yeah. <laughs> a okay. lot of kids think he's Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. A lot of people think that because, you know, Quaker, Pennsylvania, maybe it's like William Tell. It's mm. not. He's just known he's as just Larry. 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 Yep. All right. True or false? Gatorade was named after the animal gator. False. False. Well, 
Indirectly. It was yeah. named after the University of Florida Gators. Right. Yes, yep. correct. It was developed for the athletes there. Right. The last question. What symbol is sometimes called the hat, the up arrow, or the shark? Oh, uh, is, is it... It's pro- on our keyboard. It's probably called oh. the carrot. Oh, there, right? oh. They yes. call it the, oh, okay. That's okay. weird. The carrot. So, you know, on your on your number six key on your keyboard, you see the little carrots, like a little chevron upside down yeah. V. It's called the carrot, C-A-R-E-T. So do you guys know what the name, the carrot, comes from? Oh, oh. Like check or something? So what would you use the carrot for other than noting like mathematical it, exponential inserting words? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Inserting words. When you're proofreading, if you mm-hmm. want to add something, you mm-hmm. put in carrot and then you write on top, add whatever word or phrase. So carrot comes from the Latin term. It lacks. Ah, uh, yeah. So, oh, you're lacking this word. I'm hmm. going to put an arrow and then squeeze in my word in here. It lacks. Huh. So there you go. Huh. That's a good one. So I have prepared a quiz for you guys based on something that does come up in pub quiz for us, uh, which is celebrity autobiographies. (laughs) And, you know, the whole world of celebrity and famous people autobiographies and memoirs. And they have the cheesiest titles. Chock full of bad puns and (laughs) and allusions to things. So that's essentially the gist of this quiz. I'm going to give you guys the name of the memoir or the autobiography and a little bit of a clue about who the person is and you tell me who the person is. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, no. And we'll try. So, for example, if I were to say this politician released a memoir called Going Rogue, you'd say Sarah Palin. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Here we go. This American athlete's memoir was titled Bad as I Want to Be. I believe that was Chris. Dennis Rodman. It is Dennis Rodman, yes, featuring him nude on a motorcycle mm. uh, with several basketballs. Mm. It, it, it does not lack for subtlety. <laughs> Hope they wipe that thing down. (laughs) (laughs) What American president released a memoir titled A Time to Heal? I think Chris again. Is it it George W. Bush? It is not George W. Bush. Karen? Is it... Franklin D. Roosevelt? It is not Franklin D. Roosevelt. Is it Carter? It is not Carter. Oh. Uh, you guys, Who is it? It is Gerald Ford. Oh. A Time to Heal, oh, yeah, referring, of course, to the Nixon scandal and all that came got into I was, right. yeah. I was thinking of like actual physical um, ah. you know, handicap or limitations. The name of this famous revolutionary's memoir takes its name from the vehicle he used to travel across South America. So can you give me both the person... And the memoir. Karen. Che Guevara. Yes. Motorcycle Diaries. Correct. Yeah. Ernesto Che Guevara. It was a movie. That's how I did it. It was, in fact, (laughs) also a movie. You know, he was a real person. He was a real person. Yes. Garcia Bernal. This enormously successful athlete released an autobiography titled Beneath the Surface. Beneath the Surface. What? Chris. Michael Phelps? Yes. Hey! Michael Phelps. All right, there we go. Oh, yes. of water. Very good. Yes. <sighs> what world leader released a memoir titled Long Walk to Freedom, which partly covered his time being jailed as a terrorist? That was Dana. Nelson Mandela? It was Nelson mm-hmm. Mandela. Yes. This American entertainer released his memoir titled Leading with My Chin. Chris. Oh. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Hey. What singer released a memoir titled Kiss and Makeup? Karen. 
Gene Simmons. Yeah, and I was deliberately fudging the pronunciation there. Yes, kiss and makeup. Kiss and makeup. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta give it to Gene Simmons multiple or whoever levels. came up with that idea. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just one gag. It's yeah, multiple gags. I do like the ones that work on multiple levels. So here's a good one. Oh. All right. So the first part is probably pretty easy. What actor and politician released a memoir entitled Total Recall? <laughs> That's Dana. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. Now, this is actually a three-part reference. Whoa. Can you name all three things that he's referring to with the title? Wait, just with it's Total Recall? Total Recall. So he was... Oh. I, oh. Is this the second question? I, whoever wants to say it. Okay. So he, was, he came into office because of a recall. Yes. yes. Governor. That's really the tricky yeah. one. It was a, in a movie called Total Recall. He was recall. in a movie called Total Recall. And it's he's recalling his life. He's recalling yeah. his life. Wow. But yeah, but the fact that he became governor of our great state of California during a recall election, mm-hmm. the first one in California history, pretty clever. I gotta yeah. give it to him. Or to whoever wrote it. What famous singer and guitarist titled his memoir, Who I Am? Dana. Jimmy Page? No. no. Karen? Get, oh, you said guitarist, huh? And guitarist and singer. Oh, Dodge. Oh, I can tell you're so close. Yeah, oh, you're from, in the right the band. Guy from Tommy. From uh, the <laughs> Pete Townsend. It was Pete Townsend. Yes, that's why I had to add guitarist so that you could separate. Yes, who I am, Pete Townsend. All right, we're going to close out here with two last ones here. Four very famous politicians and thinkers. Bill Clinton, Fidel Castro, Golda Meir, and Leon Trotsky all named their memoir the same thing. Don't know. Chris. My life. My life. That's right. Hmm. All right. What R&B singer titled his memoir... Sola Coaster, The Diary of Me. <laughs> R. Dana. Kelly. R. Kelly. Of yeah. Like before you even started, like what are these? I was like, oh, I Sola know. Coaster. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got it. Sola Coaster. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and a word from our sponsor. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. And you are listening to Good Job Brain, and today's our special all-quiz bonanza number nine. And who's up next with their own quiz? Dana? So this quiz is called Noodles. Oh, this is the night. It's a beautiful night. And we call it a Whoa! I will give you the Italian translation of a name of a noodle, and you tell me what noodle uh, it is. Oh, oh 
like literal translation. Yeah. All right. Because oh, some of the translations are very close to the noodle and some are sure. seem random. So We're going to have to use our noodles yeah. for this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> get, get out. <laughs> little twines. Spaghetti? Yes, spaghetti. Mm. Spaghetti. What about little tongues? Oh, oh man. Oh, I... Karen? Linguini. Yes. Oh, Linguini. Of course. Oh, Linguini. God. Linguini. Oh, thinking. <laughs> yep. Yep. Little worms. I know this one. I love it. It's uh, vermicelli. Yeah. Oh, from vermin? That makes sense. Worm. Verm. Worm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, verm. Oh. Vermicelli. No, that's... Now it's gross. Yeah, now it's gross. <laughs> little hairs. Uh, oh, is man. Oh, is it capellini? Yes. Kappa, like head. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Little pies. Ravioli. No. <gasps> no. Good accent. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get actually punch the accent. Uh, tortini. Close. Oh, tortellini. 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 Pies. Yeah, they wow. are. They're like little pies. Butterflies. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Fusilli. No. No, it's uh. Oh, I know this one. It's uh, um, monarch, monarch. It's clo- kind of. Mo- is it moss? You'd recognize them. They kind of look like little butterflies yeah. or little bows. I've heard of bow tie, but I mean, yeah, I don't know but the they're Italian just called bow ties. Yeah, for folly. Ah, huh. for folly. For folly. For folly. Hmm. Cooking pot. <laughs> this one was random. Cooking pot. Is this ravioli? No. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I give up. It's lasagna. Oh. oh. Huh. Lasagna means cooking pot. Cooking, cooking pot. Huh. Crazy. Who knew? Huh. Well, now everybody does. Cool. Those are good. Those good are quiz. good. So I have a quiz. So we were listening to some old episodes of Good Job Brain um, over the holidays with my parents. And uh, the, <laughs> the first in line segment came up. And I was like, oh, man, we haven't done a first in line in a while. And, that of course, I thought I really thought this was going to be like a more regular thing. And then we just sort of uh, slacked off and didn't do we've it. Had first in yeah, line, we've had a couple. Yeah, but we've not had that many. So first in line is these are famous first lines from books, movies. There might be a play and there might be a song in there as well. And so I'm going to give you the first line. And you all you have to do is tell me, give me the author and give me the work. All right. All right. You got to know both. You don't know about me without you have read a book by the name of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, but that ain't no matter. Oh, uh, would that be Huckleberry Finn? Or yes. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn? It is that, Adventures yes. of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. By Mark Twain. By Mark Twain. Blank. Light of my life. Fire of my loins. That is Lolita. It sure is. Uh, yes. Vladimir yes. Nabokov. There you go. My name is Lester Burnham. This is my neighborhood. This is my street. This is my life. I am 42 years old. In less than a year, I will be dead. Of course, I don't know that yet. And in a way, I am dead already. Sounds like Dana. American Beauty. Yeah. I'm going back to Australia. I might never see you again. Karen. Greece. Yes! Oh, wow. <laughs> On the beach. Spoken spoken by Olivia Newton. Olivia Newton. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. <laughs> Dana? That was Colin. Oh, Colin? Yeah. That is uh, LL Cool J. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mama said knock you out. Indeed yeah. it is. <laughs> you said that so matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to, and the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, Sir. Mm, I have a couple of guesses. Do you maggots understand this? 
I'll take a guess. Go for uh, it. Full Metal Jacket? Of course. Uh, okay. yes. All right. Directed by Kubrick. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Finally, dog carcass in alley this morning, tire tread on burst stomach. <laughs> this city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. Karen. That is uh, The Watchmen yeah. by Alan Moore. Indeed. In graphic the, novel. That is the first mm-hmm. line yeah. spoken in the graphic by novel. By Rorschach. Yeah. All right. Well, good job, everyone. Good. Oh, I was going to yeah. say Bridget Jones's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> dark carcass. Uh, the first cut of this was really dark yeah. before she edited it down. Yeah. It was dark. The first, the first line P.S. Was, uh, I'm so single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think in the beginning of that movie, she's like in her pajamas, like singing all by myself. Yeah, yeah. Drinking vodka. <laughs> it's really depressing. <laughs> well, I think she, this is... she worried about a dog eating her, so there was a dog. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> but no, it was Watchmen. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's crying out for a mashup. It's crying out for a mashup of the two. So I have a related quick quiz, and this is also kind of tied into pub trivia. We get Shakespeare questions a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot of the superlatives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Shakespeare, the bard himself, he really deserves his own episode maybe later on because there's so, so much trivia about him, his life, his works, you know, especially his contribution to the English language. But uh, for this segment, I'm going to ask you guys about the superlatives of his work. This always shows up on pub trivia. Things like, you know, what is the shortest play? What is yep. the longest play? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And make sure you remember these and you can totally ace those questions at pub trivia. So here we go. Well, speaking of shortest and longest plays, what is the longest Shakespearean play? <laughs> Who would, talks a lot. I'm going to say... <laughs> okay. A lot of talking. All right. I'm going to throw out... Is it King Lear? Incorrect. Oh. Is it... Lots of talking, lots of dialogue and monologue. I mean, Henry, it's, it's got to be one of the series. Yeah. Henry VIII or the... Or is it like Coriolanus or one of those? Is it Make one bad. of the... You guys are Hamlet. overthinking. Yep, really? it is Hamlet. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. It's the longest play. So it says <laughs> you were here, trying to get us to see. You're like, who talks a lot? Yeah. Who talks yeah. a lot? <laughs> who can't? Who can't shut up? <laughs> <laughs> the average length of a like a Elizabethan England uh, a play is about three thousand lines. Uh, Hamlet has four thousand and forty two lines. Mm. Longest Shakespearean mm-hmm. play. Which play is the shortest? Is that as you like it? Incorrect. <laughs> man. It is a comedy, though. I'm trying. We you know just I mean? had this. Oh, man. Gentlemen of Verona had the fewest characters in it. I think it's I think it's Two Gentlemen of Verona. No. Is it is. Twelfth Night? The Comedy of Errors. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's maybe, the shortest. Maybe like a weird mnemonic is like, it's full of errors, so it's the shortest because you take He's everything like, let's out. finish this thing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He realized how many errors were in there and it's like, you know, I'm just going to stop right now. <laughs> so since Hamlet has like about 4,000 lines... Comedy Errors has about 1,800 lines. Oh, wow. It's all a lot shorter. All right. And Dana, you've mentioned the two gentlemen of Verona have the smallest cast. What play has the largest cast? Mm. It's one of his historic ones. Oh, Oh, I was going to say Midsummer Night's Dream, so it's clearly not that. I'll I'll guess Julius Caesar. It is Henry VI, part Mm. two. (laughs) Largest cast of all Shakespearean plays. Hmm. All right, which Shakespeare character has the most lines? Who cannot shut up? Um, Hamlet. It is Hamlet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. So out of the around 4,000 lines of the whole play, 
uh, about 1,600 of those are all from Hamlet. Hmm. Oh, Most so- lines of any character in a single play. Which Shakespearean female character has the most lines? I will guess it. So this is uh, hard because not only do you have to know the play, you have to know the actual character. Beloved yeah, heroine. Right, right. I, oh, beloved. I was going to guess uh, Kate from Taming of the Shrew, but now you're making me think it might be Juliet. It is Rosalind from As You Like It. Ah. <laughs> I want you guys to tell me what are the three top famous and most quoted Shakespeare quotes from uh. his plays. Doesn't have to be in order, but okay. Top three. Um, I'm gonna go with. Well, first of all, we had come up. Uh, Friends, Romans, Countrymen, lend me your ears. So I, I mean, that, maybe yeah. that's in there. Um, to be or not to, to be, be is probably to be. that in is there. number one. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. All right. So to be or not to be. That's a question from Hamlet. Mm-hmm. That's one. What are the other two? Romeo, Romeo. Mm. Though, Romeo. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Yeah. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? From Romeo and Juliet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Friends, Roman, Countrymen? No. No. Correct. This is from As You Like It. Oh. I actually didn't know this was Shakespeare. Probably some common turn of phrase, like, all's well that ends well, or something like that. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to... What is uh, it? All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players from As You Like It. There you go. Some Shakespeare superlatives. Very handy. Go Bard. Go Bard or go home. That's That'll be the name of our Shakespeare uh, players company. The Good Job Brain Players present Go Bard or Go (laughs) Go Home. (laughs) So I love the kinds of quizzes that reward paying very close attention to things. Oh. As, uh, <laughs> if you know me well, that won't surprise you. Um, so I've put together a quiz for you guys to see how well you know the details of things that we may come in contact with many times a day, year after year after year, which are corporate logos. Oh. They almost become invisible. We see them so much. So I'm going to pose to you guys questions about very famous logos and see how well you know them. Hmm. And I hope this will be fun, and I hope it's not a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or both. So We're in it together. It'll yeah, be fine. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try and start yeah. easy here. Um, so we've talked before about the mermaid in the Starbucks logo. Uh, excuse and me. I'm actually, in I fact, think you mean a Melusine. She is, in fact, a Melusine, right? <laughs> which, is, which is the, uh, which you can tell by her split tail. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, for the purposes of this question, we'll call Sexy. her a mermaid. Um, in the Starbucks logo, what is on her head? Karen. I believe, I think Dana mentioned this before, it's starfish. It is not a starfish. A crown with a star on it? It is a crown oh. with a star on it. Huh. Yes. And the yeah. logo has, of course, evolved over time. You know, you used to be able to see her boobs, for example. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's a, it is a star on a crown. That's right. Okay. Melu boobs. <laughs> How many rings make up the logo for Audi car company? Karen. Four. It is four rings, yes. Is there a a significance behind it? Uh, There is, actually. So Audi, like many car companies, is the result of other companies merging over time. Mm -hmm. And so at once upon a time, each of the rings represented one of the constituent companies. And it's just gotten simplified and simplified. Yep. So speaking of numbers and logos, the NBC network here in America uh, famously has the NBC Peacock. How many feathers? Oh, man. How many feathers are in the NBC Peacock's tail? Chris. 
Thirteen. What? Incorrect. <laughs> Five. Incorrect. <laughs> Seven. Dana six. is correct with six. Oh, it is very. It's a. I think it's a great logo. Clean, the, symmetrical. Uh, it's well, so in the here, that's right. Oh, so yeah. three, and then the head of the peacock, and then yeah, another three. three. Does anyone want to take a stab at the order oh. that the colors are in? No. <laughs> no one wants to. They've got the basic rainbow colors. So from left to right, they oh are yellow, orange, red, peacock head. Purple, blue, green. Okay, so it's like split in the middle. It's like a split rainbow, right? Kind of out from the head. Yep. Okay. Is there a hyphen or no hyphen in the full script Coca-Cola logo? Chris. I believe there's a hyphen. There is, in fact, a hyphen. Mm -hmm. Is there a period or no period in the current Dr. Pepper logo? I think that was Chris again. I believe there is no period. There is no period after the doctor. That's right. Dra. Dra pepper. pepper. What animal can you find hiding in the mountain logo on a bar of Toblerone chocolate? Wow. And yes, it it is the Matterhorn, but there is a hidden animal. I think it's a bear. It is a bear. Yes, there is a bear. Yes. And it's related to the company's origins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were surrounded by bears. (laughs) (laughs) This company's world-famous logo began as a simple three-pointed star, and then when it merged with another company, combined the influence of a laurel wreath around the edges before it settled on its current design. What company is this? It's a three-pointed star. Mercedes-Benz? Yes, Mercedes-Benz. That's right. The original, Uh, original was just the three-pointed star, which is still in the middle, and then they kind of combined the Benz laurels around the edges to sort of simplify it. Hmm. What famous Latin phrase appears on the package of Marlboro cigarettes? <laughs> it's part of the uh, Shield logo, the Philip Morris logo. Very famous three-word phrase. Oh, e like, pluribus uno. It is a phrase uh, commonly attributed to somebody whose name has come up several times in this episode. Julius Caesar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Veni Vici? Veni Vici, huh. yes, is embedded in the logo of the Philip Morris crest. The Walt Disney Company uses yes. a stylized yes. version of Uncle Walt's signature as their primary logo base. Uh-huh. Two of, two of the letters in the Disney name are lowercase. Which letters are they? That was Dana. I and Y. It is I yes. and Y, yeah. yes, with the huge superfluous mm. uh, dot mm. over the I. How many arrows are there as part of the Subway logo, Subway sandwich chain? There are, there are arrows? There are arrows included as part of the letters. Dana. Think, oh, oops. Now I, I think there are two, but now I'm thinking there's more. You are correct. There two? are two. There's one coming off the end of the S and one coming off the end of the Y on the okay. other end. All of a sudden I was like, there were arrows on everything. <laughs> <as I was laughs> <talking. laughs> All right. Last one here. So uh, this one is a little bit of a a myth dispelling as well. So Mm. contrary to an often told story, this car company's logo did not actually begin as a stylized version of a spinning airplane propeller. Karen. That is BMW. Yes, BMW. The the, the whole urban legend is that the the blue and the white it's like what happens when propellers like they keep spinning and they make solid colors that's right that's right and this is an example of one of those stories where the company itself has perpetuated this story over the years because it just makes for such great copy and you know they were involved in airplane production at one time so where do the colors blue and white they have a very very significant meaning 
I think they're the colors from the flags of that part of Germany. Or absolutely county, right. Or I forgot nope. what they're called. You are absolutely right. right. They are the colors of the Bavarian flag. Yep, yep, that's yep, right. Yep. And so the B mm. in BMW is Bavarian Motor Works. Hmm. Yep. So that's where they come from. I'm so smart. Good job, guys. Yeah. You are so smart, Karen. <laughs> How can I be like you? Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. All right, time for our last quiz. And, of course, we have music round, everybody's favorite music round. And so this one is actually inspired by a listener who wrote in, Ben Hoover. He actually runs his own uh, trivia night uh, where he is. Big time. And he loves uh, Name That Tune or, or Music Round. So I was inspired by Ben's idea for a music round. So I'll be playing five short clips of songs, and you have to let me know what the artist is. Okay. Now, there is a theme. Identify the artist, and at the end, identify the theme. Here we go. All right. Dana. White Town. It is White Town. <laughs> Very famous 90s song. Yeah. All right, number two. Popular. I thought this was going to be tricky. Together. <gasps> Percy's Ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Way to back out there. I was there. King, and then I was like, oh, well, that's not what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the words I'm saying don't match the words. Oh, busted. <laughs> <laughs> it is Percy Sledge. Remember that one. All right. So we have Very White covered. Town, Percy Sledge. Okay. All right. I solved it already, by the way. Just FYI. I just want to make sure everybody knows I was first. <laughs> I solved it already. I just don't feel the need to boast, Chris. <laughs> Girl, you'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I've died for you, girl. And all I can say is, he's not your kind. We'll never get tired of putting it down, and I never know when I come around what I'm gonna find. 
Wow, you guys are good. I thought these were going to be tricky. Is Gary Puckett and the Union Gap? Incorrect. Oh, no. I believe it is a cover <gasps> by Urge Overkill of a Neil Diamond song. Yes, it oh. is. This artist is Urge Overkill, made famous in the Pulp Fiction yes. original soundtrack. Oh, huh. Kate Bush. Yes, yes, Kate Bush. Only one oh, voice like that, yeah. Covered famously by so. Maxwell, R&B singer. This song was in a Kevin Bacon movie called She's Having a Baby. And the cover mm. by Maxwell was in Love and Basketball. So mm. That was a good movie. Used movies, yeah. Hmm. And the last one. Someone else is God, ah, it's, <laughs> oh, her veins are absolutely wow. blanking on this, and so of course we know the cover, which Lenny is done Kravitz. by Lenny Kravitz. I know the original. That's what I know. Original. This is the original. Um, it's uh, is there a G in there? That's all I there can come is. up with. That's oh God, it. Urgh. All right, what is it? <laughs> like oh no, wait, wait, is it? It's not Grand Funk Railroad, is it? No, ah. it is the guess. Oh, who? the guess who? Huh. Not the who, but the guess, the guess who. who. All right. All I could get was G. I'll take one tenth credit. <laughs> Good job. And that was the music quiz. And the theme is woman. 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 It, it, so, in my own defense, I was looking this up as we were doing this quiz. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. The wrong answer that I gave. And the reason that this is such an easy mistake is because Gary Puckett and the Union Gap is the band that did Woman, Woman. Young girl, lady willpower, and this girl is a woman now. Like all the songs that sound very similar to that and are themed around the same thing. And yet somehow, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon is not one of those songs. Wow. That is a good job. I feel, a good retrieval. I feel cheated. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. And that is our all quiz bonanza number nine. Thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys listeners for listening in hope you learn a lot of stuff about pasta and companies and logos and shakespeare and the guess who <laughs> the Colin still <laughs> still really livid about that one <laughs> and you can find us on itunes on stitcher on soundcloud and also on our website which is goodjobbrain.com and check out our sponsors at bonobos.com and we'll see you guys next week bye, bye. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.